I would have a vision, an idea, and a strategy that I know would work because I know it works for my clients. It worked for me in the past. And I would start implementing. And I would kind of like, I wouldn't see results immediately. And then I would start questioning everything. And then I would start doing something else instead. And then I was like, why is this not working? Or I wasn't seeing results because I was watching Netflix all day. And I'm like, why is no one buying? Yeah, because you're not putting in work. (laughs) And then I would like try something else. So I was almost like jumping between like shiny objects or new strategies and new things. Welcome to The Higher Self and I, your go-to podcast that will release you of your victim mindset and become your one-way ticket towards the mind-blowing results you desire in your life and your business. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, mindset and business mentor, ready to help you unlock your mindset into gear and empower you to step into the person you always knew you were meant to be, a badass CEO who is here to claim her freaking millionaire life. Ready to find out what life could be like if you just did the thing? Let's go, baby. podcast listeners welcome back i have another incredible amazing powerhouse of a client on the show today i cannot wait to share this interview we've literally just jumped off the phone from each other and by god the transformation that she has been through since working together has just been phenomenal from both a life perspective a business perspective a monetary perspective and i cannot wait for you to listen there's so many powerful aha moments. She shares with us what she does. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to one of my gorgeous clients, Jennifer. Now, Jennifer is a business coach and she helps high achieving coaches and online service providers to become in-demand authorities and sell out their high ticket services with high converting content and marketing. And if you have been in her space been on her Instagram, which is obviously in the show notes, you can go and follow her. You can really see her standing in her authority, selling the high ticket, and she really does practice what she preaches. Now, she has built her business from zero to 20K months without sales pages, without fancy funnels, without a team, just simple yet effective strategies and content that actually does the selling for her which we actually speak a lot about within the podcast. So I am so excited to share this interview with you. Enjoy. And I am very excited for you to be the next transformation. Hello, beautiful podcast listeners. I hope you're well. I have another gorgeous client with me here today. I know I've already given you such an epic intro at the start of the podcast, but I will allow her to introduce herself. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) And like you heard, I am Beck's client. We've been working together, I think, since like April. Mm-hmm. or something like that yeah I know but I am a business coach yeah and I specialize in like high converting content and sales that's really like what I built my business through and uh, yeah it's just been such an exciting summer working with Beck and we've gone through some massive up levels 
that I'm sure we're going to talk about today. So. We absolutely will. We absolutely I don't know will. anything else I should add? <laughs> no, I think that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And if you don't follow Jennifer already, like, honestly, to just be in her space, be in her energy and the way she shows up, like, please get over there now. It is all CEO, millionaire vibes, and I am so very here for it. But we'll start from the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. When you first reached out, when we started working together, where were you? What had happened in your business? What sort of thoughts and feelings had you had? Yeah, so I started my business like last summer. And first, I had quite a like, I would say like fast success story. I was very focused on like sales coaching. I was specifically helping people with like sales calls, how to close them, and just really refining their like sales skills. However, the problem was I absolutely hate sales calls myself. (laughs) I'm very good at them, but I do not like it. But I just had to pick something when I started. I'm like, I know I'm good at this. I can help people with this. So let's go. So that went very well. And I did know that I had this bigger calling to kind of go into business coaching and really support people like, you know, fully in their business within like building product suites and marketing and mindset, all of these things. So I started pivoting into that and it's just like, I had so much lack of clarity going into it. I think I just had this big vision, but I wasn't really like connected to how I would actually achieve that, that the growth was very slow. So I went from like having hit like, you know, 10K sales month, things like that. I thought like, you know, this is my moment. Everything is happening. Like my life is going to (laughs) change to just like struggling to even make a couple of sales. Right. And it was really hard for me to get out of it. I was helping my clients. They were seeing incredible results, but I just couldn't help myself. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I was going from program to program, like strategy programs and uh, masterminds, things like that, thinking that that's going to, you know, solve all my problems. But I started realizing in like around spring, like I started kind of picking up some momentum again, but I still wasn't really back to where I like felt like I should be. And I just started realizing that like there is a big kind of gap in my mindset. Like I am struggling with consistency. I am struggling with clarity. I have all these ideas, but I'm not taking action on them. I'm procrastinating. Mm -hmm. And a funny story is that the first program I did was like a $7,000 business program. It was like a build a business mastermind. And the first module was literally entrepreneurial mindset. And I skipped that because I'm like, (laughs) I don't need that. (laughs) But yeah, here we are working on my mindset and everything. And you know, what's funny, I'll just interject there. Like, when you actually reached out to me on DMs, you were asking for help with kind of like energy and connection with your audience. And it was very like not talking. It was almost like there was no mindset questions within that. Like you were like, this is what the help I need. And like, but actually by the time we got on the call, it was a little bit more like, oh, well, actually, you know, it was already that you stepping into knowing that you needed more mindset, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Funny, yeah, no, for sure. Because I feel like that was something that during this time it was like because we did an intensive before we started working together, like long term. So going into the intensive, I was just like, I'm like, I'm lacking this connection with my audience. Like something is off. I'm not feeling connected to them. I feel like they're not feeling connected to me. There was just like something that was like feeling off, and it was like so weird because like my clients were seeing incredible results. I knew how to create really great content. I knew how to do all those things. And I just like felt like something was missing. And yeah, like that first intensive session was very clear that, okay, you have all the strategy and the skill. You're literally just sabotaging for yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was. 
it was like a mindset problem. So it very quickly shifted over to mindset and then we worked on that. And we've gone through many, many F-levels since. But the first thing I wanted to talk about, which I know I see pretty much in every single client that comes into the business at the moment, especially with the level that we're playing at, you know, the level that you're at in your business and where you're growing to and where we're scaling to was procrastination, right? That was kind of one of the biggest things. You've already said it. It was one of the biggest things that we had to break through to start off with. Do you want to just tell the listeners where you were when we kind of started together in the way of like what you were doing, what the procrastination looked like, and actually talking about the big goals as well, but why you felt you were procrastinating on them? Huge question. Yeah. Procrastination (laughs) was like my absolute biggest issue. It was just like, looking back, it's like just ridiculous. Like I think I was probably, let's say spending like maybe like one hour working on my business per day. And then complaining about not seeing results because the rest of the time I was either binge watching Netflix shows or I was, I had this very bad habit. I was watching, these, <laughs> it's also weird. I was watching these, these, these yard work, like time lapses on YouTube. Still my favorite boxer. Anytime I was going to work, I would open my, yeah, yeah. I would open my computer and I was like, okay, I need to create content or I need to like review this thing or, you know, whatever I would, was working on. And I was just like, feel this urge. I'm like, I'm going to go to YouTube instead. And I would like look for these like one hour long time lapses of people who were like doing yard work. So they would take a yard from like overgrown to, you know, like looking pretty. I would be doing that, like watching two of those in a row instead of working, complaining about not seeing results. Like I had a major procrastination struggle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We were very aware. Like I said, probably one of my favorite all-time Voxer messages I've ever received is like, hey, Beck, really wanted to do this today, but this is what I've done instead with just a screenshot of the garden videos on YouTube. And I was like, okay, that's where we're at. Like, that's where we're at right now. But what sort of things, when we started working and kind of diving into the procrastination, I know we had like a lot of breakthroughs within a very short time with what was making you procrastinate and what was allowing that to happen? What was one of the biggest breakthroughs for you during that time and getting through that? I think for us, it was just like, I mean, I had this big, big vision of everything and of how I want to improve my life and like every aspect of my life. Like I have very high expectations for myself, for my business, like in terms of like my vision and my goals, I am very, very confident in like, I don't hold back, but it was almost like, I was thinking so big rather than just like starting small Mm. that that was really stopping me. And I was procrastinating like the smallest things, right? Like we've talked about, you know, emptying the dishwasher or like having to take my dog out for the walk, you know, these small things like that I was struggling with as well. So we really started working with these small things. I think the big breakthrough moment for me was really when it wasn't when I started becoming productive in my business. It was actually like, oh, wow, I actually emptied the dishwasher today Yeah, and did not ask my boyfriend to do it. (laughs) Like that was a breakthrough moment that somehow gave me the confidence to apply it into my business. Yes. Of like not, it wasn't me overcoming the procrastination. It was me feeling like I had the tools and the skills and the confidence knowing that I would overcome it. Because I still struggle today sometimes, of course, but I have a completely different mindset around it. It's like how I approach the problem that was the big breakthrough and the game changer for me. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like when you like, yeah, we're all going to procrastinate. And, you know, as humans, we are hardwired to find the path of least resistance. So that makes us really fucking lazy sometimes, you know, but like, 
It's actually what you do with that and knowing that and the tools to use that, just like you've just said, we started as small as emptying the dishwasher. And now you might be listening to that being like, what's emptying the dishwasher got to do with making 50K? But fuck me, it really, really helped, didn't it? You know, like it really helped you stand, you know, like to now we're we're heading to 50K month in December. Let's put it out there. You know, like that's where we're playing now. But it actually started with emptying the dishwasher because that helped you see what could be possible for you both in your life and in the business and really stepping into that. And when you, I know we talked a lot about your kind of routine and stepping into that. When you started emptying the dishwasher and seeing the fact that you could do that, how did that translate into the business? I feel like I just came in with a complete different mindset of rather than me, like we talked about that a lot as well of like, I would keep saying like, or I have this like limiting belief around that, like my only state of being is being a procrastinator. Like that is some sort of chronic illness I have is being a procrastinator, <laughs> right? And I feel like <laughs> like overcoming that and feeling like, you know what? I procrastinate. I am not a chronic procrastinator. Yes. It yeah. was like, I could sit down and I just had a different confidence going in. I knew I am going to feel resistance now that I have to do this thing that I am procrastinating. But just by me like detaching myself kind of from that, I felt like I also knew that I'm going to be able to complete this thing. Because what we realized as well was that even if I started something, like that was part of the problem was uh, getting started with stuff. But where I really struggled was that last 20%. So I would go into this kind of like workflow and I was like, you know, creating the content, doing all the things, going really well. And then always when it was that like those last few pieces, you know, just like, writing the call to action or just perfecting the last content piece or finishing the like the email, whatever it was, that's when I would drop off. Same thing with the dishwasher. You know, I would like empty it. And then like there's 20% left. I was like, Oh, I'll do that later. Yeah. And once we started kind of focusing on that and we started catching my behaviors a bit more and I started becoming more aware of my behaviors, I was able to handle them before it actually happened. Like I knew that, okay, I'm about to come to that last 20% mark and now I'm going to start feeling resistance. And by me just being aware of that, I was kind of able to push through it because I was so hyper aware in the moment. I was very uncomfortable in the moment, right? But I was literally like sitting with you on Voxer. I'm like, okay, there's three glasses (laughs) left in the dishwasher. I'm taking the third one. (laughs) It's so ridiculous, right? Because here we're sitting like masterminding a 50K month and (laughs) I'm like Voxering you. Like I'm lifting the fork out of the dishwasher right now. I'm feeling the resistance. So good. But that was what was happening. Yeah, literally, literally. And I think the thing that really shifted and I think has shifted again and again, like we've, you know, you hear me say, it's like talk about upper levels and quantum leaping and stuff. And I think you have really experienced that over our time together. But I think it was the fact that exactly what you said is it went from an identity like I am a procrastinator, that was your identity to, oh, I'm doing procrastination. That's a behavior that I can change. And actually, I really wanted to talk about the Voxer support during this interview, because I really believe that the biggest changes have actually happened in Voxer. You know, yes, there's been big breakthroughs with timeline therapy and, you know, the breaking through the beliefs when we're in session, but actually Voxer has been quite a pivotal tool for you to break through and actually not see that as an identity anymore and for you to have that 
And so I'm glad that you said that you were literally in Voxer and that is no lie, people. Like we were talking about the forks and the glasses. (laughs) But how did having that time to drop in and the time to voice note and the time to be in Voxer really help outside of our sessions? Yeah, I think it's, that's something that you cannot get or usually do not get in, let's say like normal therapy or anything, whatever issue you're working on, right? You go to this session and you feel all of this like new confidence and you have these breakthrough moments and then you like are off on your own and then everything just crumbles again, right? Compared to being able to have that like back pocket support. And I think both in business, but also in like mindset work and everything, that's really the game changer because you were able to catch me in my behaviors as they were happening. And even if, let's say, sometimes with the time difference, you weren't always awake, just me being able to like voice it out loud. A lot of the times you would wake up and I would have gone through all of these like kind of mindset challenges throughout the day and I had solved them myself. But just by messaging you and kind of saying it out loud, like right now, I'm feeling resistance towards this thing, right? No, I should be showing up on stories and selling, but I'm feeling this resistance. And just me saying that out loud and like creating the awareness around that and then bringing in the tools that we worked on in the session that helped me, you know, overcome it myself. So it's not about becoming like dependent on you because like now we work on different issues, right? It's not me keeping you just so you can continue doing this. It's so that we're always working like on a new up level. But I feel like that's really why I work through it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's the thing, like I see, you know, a lot of people that's, you know, like you shouldn't be in Voxer all the time and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, actually as a coach from my end and the fact that, you know, that we are working with the subconscious. I've said ever since I started the business, it's what happens outside the sessions is more important than what happens in because that's everyday life, you being you, you falling back into the subconscious programs that you might have done for however many years, you know, we actually tracked back to quite a few beliefs and definitely that finish in the 20% that went back to high school. And that was really ingrained within what you'd done in the past, hasn't it, you know, and that was showing through now. So to just have that and like, you know, like you said, a lot of my clients solve their problems before they've even finished the voice note, which I freaking love hearing, you know, listening to a voice note of someone solving before they've even got to the end of it is just so powerful because it means that you can actually really step into that yourself with or without me. No one ever becomes reliant, but it's just having that space to air the problem that's going on. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like in the beginning, I think I was holding back a bit because I didn't want to be like annoying you. But I think you really were the one that you told me, like, just tell me everything, like be annoying. Like you were almost more annoyed by me not checking in. You're like, why are you not messaging me on Voxer? (laughs) But like once I started doing it, it was like, oh, wow, this is actually working. (laughs) Yeah. And it does, doesn't it? It kind of proves that. So we moved through the procrastination and we really started you I say we, you really started to see the results in your business because like you said, you know, you had the strategy there all along. Like, yes, we do work on strategy in the way of like bounce things off me and kind of have a little brainstorm, but actually holding you in that space where you do know it and you being confident enough to show up. How did kind of the next iteration of your business, because things really started to blow up, right? You know, after we did the intensives and we kind of moved into the longer term support. What started to happen in your business? How did you show up differently from the work that we'd done? Yeah, I feel like the big overall shift was really about like aligning kind of like what I was doing on a day-to-day basis with who I believed myself to be. Because I did have this big vision, this big goal, like 
I somehow felt like working with you, I was like bringing my current self closer to who I actually was. Like my life was actually aligning with the kind of, you know, like big vision millionaire that I was in my head. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, my goals are big and they still are big. And I have, like I said, I have the millionaire vibes already. They're there in my head. I just wasn't living them because I, you know, I wasn't, I was watching yard work. (laughs) And I can start seeing that gap closing. (laughs) I know, but it's like, I started seeing that gap closing of like that kind of, let's say, call it the millionaire identity I like somehow had in my head with like my life was actually starting to align that way. And I feel like once those habits started to, once that like shift started to happen, it was so immediate, right? Once I feel like the procrastination that you helped me overcome helped me stay consistent. And I Mm. mean consistent in two ways. One is the consistency of actually doing the work and not watching Netflix. I would watch one to two series per day. Like, I don't know how I've survived in my business because I've been working full time since like last year, but I've been working probably an hour a day because the rest of the time I'm watching full series on Netflix or watching yard work videos. But I stopped procrastinating, which helped me stay consistent with work in terms of like actually putting in the work that made a huge difference. The other one was maybe also the consistency and not like constantly pivoting. Because I would have a vision, an idea and a strategy that I know would work because I know it works for my clients, it worked for me in the past. And I would start implementing and I would kind of like, I wouldn't see results immediately. And then I would start questioning everything. And then I would start doing something else instead. And then I was like, why is this not working? Or I wasn't seeing results because I was watching Netflix all day. And I'm like, why is no one buying? Yeah, because you're not putting in work. (laughs) And then I would like try something else. So I was almost like jumping between like shiny objects or new strategies and new things. But you helping me overcome the procrastination and overcoming this like lack of clarity helped me to stay consistent both in putting in the work and also just like the mindset of consistency. And that together, it literally was like within a few weeks, my business just made like insane quantum leaps, right? It was just like, we're up at the 20k months. It's just like, I would literally have clients just like overnight, I would say, I'm going to make sales tomorrow. And like within 48 hours, I booked like 15k in sales people I've never met before, right? It was such an instant switch. Like you said, looking back at it, it's like the growth was absolutely insane. And it's because with the like mindset and the routines that you installed for me and overcoming that procrastination and staying consistent, everything that I had in my head suddenly came true because my actions were actually aligning with my identity of being this multimillionaire coach who I thought I was, but I was watching Netflix and yard videos, so... Yeah, that's probably a summary. I don't know if that was like good, but that's like yeah. full on gonna use that clip for the rest of my days. <laughs> that good. I liked it. Okay, good. <laughs> uh yeah, and I think like Ted Talk, Ted, you know where to find me. Here we are. But I think kind of like aligning with that and really stepping into that. And I see so many people do this in the industry. You know, they try something for a certain amount of days maybe they get to trying something for a week and actually the mindset takes over. This isn't working. I'm not good enough. Like, why is it happening for everyone else? And, you know, whatever those thoughts are, they come in and then you revert back and then you try something else. And it is that lack of consistency. And I know it's such a buzzword at the moment, consistency, and, you know, everyone's batting it around as we do, but actually it really does help having a consistent both mindset practice, but actually standing and believing 
in that as well, which I know you never had a problem with because that's what I loved about you and working with you is because you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm a millionaire already. It's just my actions don't suit it. You know, like I'm already there. Like you were already there. And it was just (laughs) the things that you were doing around that was not aligning. So, which was really powerful. And we've gone through like quite a lot of iterations of your identity since working together. And we're kind of, we're about to go into the fucking big, big, juicy, juicy next step, which I'm so excited for. But how has that allowed you kind of having that experience from when we started to now, how has that allowed you to play in this big, big, juicy goals? I think it's once again, one of those like buzzwords, but it's like the, just having that like confidence in my ability, like knowing that before I had a lot of limiting beliefs around, I almost saw it like I had two personalities. I had my like big successful millionaire Jennifer self and then I felt like I had a shell around it with all of these personality traits that was holding me back like procrastination and yeah probably just procrastination that's like my one procrastination (laughs) everything goes back to procrastination no yeah (laughs) okay there's a lot of other things as well but just to give like an example procrastination and it was like annoying because like millionaire Jennifer wanted to kind of like break free of that shell but then I felt like I was being kind of like held back by it so there's these like two personalities within me where it's like I know I have what it takes to build like a multi-million dollar business within a couple of years if I just put in the fucking work but I'm not putting in the fucking work what's wrong with me why can't I just do it I know exactly like I the strategy for me to get to 100k month is so clear like it's literally just about putting in the work Mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing it but working with you has taught me that like I'm not defined by those like characteristics, right? And I have an ability to overcome them, which means that stepping into this, which we're now planning, like, how can I get to a 50k month before the end of the year? I'm not scared by that thought, because I trust my ability. Like it's a trust and confidence in my ability to overcome yeah. my kind of shortcomings in a way. I know I'm going to have a lot of challenges along the way. There's going to be a lot of me boxering you about <laughs> of probably yard videos again, <laughs> at some point. Uh, <laughs> But I also know that like, <laughs> whatever challenges I'm going to face, it's not like, it's not going to have to become a part of my identity and hold me back, right? It's like, I trust my ability to overcome those things. And that in itself, having that trust in being able to handle challenges, because mindset challenges, like imposter syndrome, whatever it is happens at any level. But just knowing that I know it's going to happen. And when it happens, I'll have the tools and support to overcome that. And that's not going to hold me back from my vision anymore. And that's a really powerful feeling knowing that it's not about will I be able to step up to it or not? It's about just like, okay, how do we achieve it? Mm. And then we'll handle the challenge as it comes. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Especially with the piece of, you know, it never goes away. And I've spoken to many people on many different levels of many different monetary levels, business levels, whatever that looks like. And every single person that I've spoke to have always said, look, the worries don't go away. The mindset work doesn't go away. It's just a problem, but on a different level. And I think you've really experienced that as we've gone along. And I think even with the procrastination, we saw it very different like we worked through that not long ago but we saw it very differently to how it was before it was like a different iteration of the limiting belief and the problem around the procrastination and I think just kind of for those listening just knowing that 
no matter what stage you are in your business, no matter what stage you are in entrepreneurship, the mindset is key because it really does hold you in the space and the trust to know that you are working towards it, but equally actually being okay with it being there as well and having the tools for that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that like acceptance, it's like, it's always going to be there. And it's not so much about like completely overcoming all of your challenges, right? Because like, it's always going to be like, it's always going to show up somehow, right? Mm -hmm. But just knowing how to approach it, I feel like that it's like the mindset shift is realizing that challenges will come, but I'm not going to let that control me. Mm. So it's like, I don't like saying like, it's not like I've overcome my procrastination. I still procrastinate sometimes. It's just because it's, you know, part of my personality is I like doing things I like to do. And sometimes Netflix sounds more fun than doing work. (laughs) But it's more about just knowing that when that happens, I'll have tools and I'll have like the ability to make a conscious decision to want to work instead of watching Netflix or something. So yeah, I feel like that's been huge for me at least. Yeah, good. Oh, I'm loving this chat. So what is, we've talked about next steps. What's kind of big goals for next year? What identity are we stepping into next year? How does that feel? Yeah, I feel like the identity that we're stepping into next year is really, like we talked about this yesterday in Voxer as well, about me kind of becoming like the business Jennifer. We've gone through all of these different like identities I've had where it's been like cash Jennifer. We've had like, yeah, it's all of these different identities that we're stepping into. Yeah, there's there's a lot of personas that we've gone through. And I feel like, I was like, if people saw our boxers, they'd be like, what's wrong with these people? I know, I was literally just about to say, if people saw what went on in, in over in the boxer of Rebecca Hayden HQ, I would, I don't know what they would think. But anyway, it works. Yeah, it's very funny. Well, we're, oh, yes, we were talking about the identities and where I see myself next year and everything. So I think like, We've been going through all these different identities. I think what's been so far is I've been working a lot on myself this summer. And that has brought a lot of money into my world, a lot of just like big up levels, everything. And I think what we're really stepping into now is like me as a CEO and really building this business. So it's not as dependent on me, which we talked about earlier as well of me feeling like right now it's, I mean, I've literally built my business to 20K months without sales pages, without doing any DM lead engagement, without having any funnels, without doing email marketing, without doing like a website, whatever, like all these things. I've literally built it solely through showing up on Instagram with content. I don't even have an application form to my one-to-one. Like I don't do sales calls, nothing. And whilst that's been amazing, it's of course, from a business point of view, it's not sustainable because everything depends on me. So Now we're really stepping into how are we building a business? Like I have the cash ability, like, or to call in money, to call in clients, all of that. Now it's more about how can we work on like me supporting the business long-term and building out a team and building out like systems and all of that. And then making sure that we can, like, that's what we're going to be working on this year is making sure that like who I am and my routines and everything supports that vision. So it's actually sustainable. And I feel like, me going into that next year is going to be a lot of this year is building out the systems and me kind of shaping into that next year is all going to be about becoming like the CEO, right. And everything that comes with the identity of that role. And I have this goal, which is that so I'm turning 30 in two years, I'm just turned 28. And I want the year I turn 30 to be a million dollar year. That is kind of like, 
I've had that vision since I was like in high school. So it was, I had three goals. I had, I want to make a million dollars per year before I'm 30. I want to be on Forbes 30 under 30, or I want to win a Nobel prize. So far, I have not won a Nobel prize. Not sure that's happening. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm going to make 30 under 30. There's only two years left. So I've chosen I'm going to be on 40 under 40 instead. So there's only one goal left. And that is a million dollar year. Yeah. So that's what we're, that's what we're working towards. Two years. That's where we're going. So the big vision next year is really about just like, you know, elevating my business to the next level. And that is going to require a complete new challenge of elevating me as well. Mm. So I might as well just put you on like a, I don't know, two year contract or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a lot of boxing happening. (laughs) I'll be like, we'll do another podcast uh, interview in two years time. Join us back. (laughs) I'm glad you're around. No, I love that. Well, this just shows like my vision kind of yeah. and how my habits were not connected to who I identified myself as. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's where the disconnect came from. And I think just knowing that, you know, like you said, right at the beginning that you were searching for another strategy or you went and did a mask, like there was just so many things that you were like trying to grasp onto because you thought it was the strategy when you had that all along. And this is what I find with a lot of clients who are coming into my space at the moment. They have the strategy. They know what they need to do, but there's that disconnect between the bigger vision, what they're doing now and how we join those dots. And quite frankly, always, always, always comes back to mindset. And when I look and when you look at any significantly successful person, yes, it is their drive and their, you know, knowing and their strategy, but more than anything, it's how they see themselves, the mindset that they sit in and what that looks like. And I know you find that even with the clients that you serve, I know you do, you know, you help them stand in that trust and you know, have that ability to be online and, and, you know, have that trust within themselves too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that I've realized through my own journey, how important it is. So obviously I want to bring that to my clients as well. I think it's when it comes to things like mindset, I think when I started my business and I think everyone or most people go through it, they don't really realize how important mindset is. We see it as this almost separate thing that like, okay, sure, that would be cool to work on my mindset, but we don't actually see how much is affecting our strategy on a day-to-day basis. And I think for me, really the aha moment was when I started realizing like, wow, my strategy and implementation is highly affected by my mindset. The way I write content is very affected by my mindset. And it's not until you address the mindset that you will be able to write really great content, that you will be able to implement these strategies. And it sounds very like, I don't know, like a little like, I think people that come in with a very strategic kind of like, perspective they think it's just this like oh this inner journey of like mindset and everything but it truly is a very tangible thing Mm -hmm. that is affecting your business strategically every single day and once you get to this point of like the level that you know where we are at in our business and looking back we're like wow mindset was that big thing and I wish more people that were you know whether they're starting their journey or they're just on that kind of like about to have a breakthrough moment would realize that because I think like with almost every client I have, that's always one of the like missing pieces that's holding them back. Yeah, for sure. But we don't realize it until after. (laughs) And you realize it, you don't realize it until not till it's too late, because it was definitely not too late for you. But you know, this could have been six months ago that we had this, we sat here. Yeah, you know, like, that could have been that. And I think there's a lot of people who, you know, and 
even looking at, at my journey, when I speak about content, people are like, yeah, I'm in, let's go. I need more content. But you know, the moment that I speak about mindset, they're like, mm, 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 not sure. Like, oh, do I need that? Whereas like, there's almost no awareness at that point, which is why I'm here to tell you and to be freaking aware that you need to do that. But equally, we search for so many different things when if we actually just started with the mindset, and I think I even think mindset's a bit of a buzzword. That's why I've been using identity because it is an identity shift that creates the change, which is mindset, but you know, by the by. And actually stepping into that would help and support the success so much quicker. And I know even looking at clients, I know the clients who are doing the mindset work and who are not. You know, I can see that and I will call them out on it if they're not doing it. But like, I can see that because the success trajectory is very different when they're putting the work in behind the scenes. So yeah, I absolutely love that. Anything else that you want to say about working with me? (laughs) I mean, it's just an amazing experience. Like I rave about you (laughs) to everyone. So (laughs) no, but I really think like I've been in a lot of business programs. I've worked with a lot of amazing coaches as well who have helped me my journey. But like you really were that, like you were the thing that really changed everything for me, right? And it's like, I would not be where I am today if I had not invested in that like first intensive. Like I would still be like, sure, I would be further ahead, but I would be nowhere close to like, like looking at 50K months this year, like that would not have happened had I not been working with you. And I think, especially for me, like coming, I'm a business coach. So from my perspective, it's been very, it's been amazing to have someone who both works with mindset and with the business side. So it's like having like a business partner and a therapist, like in one, right? I love that. And I feel like had I gone to, yeah, but had I gone to a different, let's say mindset coach or something, they maybe wouldn't have had the same understanding of like my business Mm. and how my mindset is supporting my business and the challenges. And the same thing with a business coach who maybe could give me a strategy but if they're not able to help me through those mindset challenges, it's very difficult to implement them or stay consistent with them and all of that. So I feel like having that kind of support in both the business and the mindset has been, you know, invaluable in that sense. And I feel like, especially for us, like we talked about earlier in this episode as well, of like, yes, I came in having a very high knowledge of like business and strategy and marketing and sales. So it's, but I think what's even more valuable with that is then saying, okay, I'm able to actually like mastermind with someone. It's not just someone that's educating me on like, this is how to create content or this is how to do this. But it's like, we're feeling like we are in terms of like the content and everything like on the same level. It's a completely different relationship than if I was working with someone where I felt this like disconnect where they're like teaching me things, right? Mm. For us, it's more of like, we're both looking at it. You're playing a devil's advocate. You're like, you know, challenging me. It's like, it's a completely different value exchange that I think is really cool to have. And I feel like for someone who may be, let's say, looking at you and they're like, oh, but I'm at the same level as Beck already. And like, or I may be even further ahead than Beck or something. I think like that, like the mindset plus the business and having like a mastermind and a therapist in like one session, (laughs) that's the, like, you know, it's just so valuable. Yeah. Like everyone should work with you, whether they're making a million dollars a year, they're making $1 a year. Like, I like that. uh, (laughs) No, yeah, no, that's, I don't know what more to say, but I think I've told you multiple times in Voxer as well, that it's been such a, I'm so happy I found you (laughs) and that I'm not watching yard videos every day. Yeah. Still, still watching the yard videos because she would be doing that now instead of on this podcast interview. (laughs) No. And it means such a lot to say, 
that, especially with that, because there are people that I work with who I can see going even further than me. And I fucking love that. You know, I love that because I love playing with people who are big picture thinkers because I am a big picture thinker. I love being and and being a coach and supporting you in that. And, you know, like seeing you step into that has just been the most powerful, powerful journey and one of the biggest transformations from where you really were when we started together to where you are now. Like it just blows me away every day. And I know I tell you I'm proud all the time and I know sometimes you don't like hearing it, but I am. So I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> but moving into kind of you and your business, now I've absolutely grilled you and asked you thousands of questions. Let's kind of talk about what you do, how you help people and give the listeners like a bit of an insight into your magic and your world. Yeah. So I think one of the main things that people come to me, I feel like you hear the same thing, but that's content, right? I think in my case, it's become such a big part of like my identity as a brand is my ability to create really high converting content. I think a lot of people who I work with who are maybe at a higher level, they may be making like higher ticket sales, but they're doing so through their product suite or through a lot of like DM engagements. Whilst when I look at my high ticket sales these past months, at least half of them have been through from people who have followed me within a couple of days of signing up and then paying in full into my like private coaching containers. And I feel like that's something that I think that is a thing that people really are intrigued by when it comes to my brand is like how I've been able to do that. And I've really built my business. Like when I say I built my business on content, that is really what I built my business on. (laughs) So that is, I think, one of the main things that people come to me for. But I do work with, you know, the full business kind of aspect, because I think like most business coaches know, it's not just about giving someone a content strategy. It really is about looking at you know, how are they positioning themselves? And that's something, a big thing I work on with my clients is like their positioning. And so that like how they are perceived by their audience is instantly clear and actually translates through the content. Because if they don't have that, it's very hard to create high converting content or working on creating really great, great offers. Like how do we make your offers marketable? I have a lot of people who come to me who can give amazing value to their clients but their offers and their expertise is not packaged in a way that is marketable. And if I were to give them a content strategy, that wouldn't translate. So, you know, it really is as a business coach, of course, working on that like full kind of, you know, spectrum of like business. But I think what I've become known for is my content, but I really work on the whole aspect. And I think what makes me different from a lot of other business coaches is that, One, I have a lot of corporate experience from marketing sales, building businesses. I built my own first business when I was 19. I built Scandinavia's biggest career network. We worked with like huge companies like Spotify, Goldman Sachs, McKinsey. We worked with Ferrari, like doing events for them. So I've done, like I built a business when I was young. Uh, So I have a lot of experience. And I think me coming with that knowledge uh, and also my, my personal characteristics, which is I'm very analytical. Uh, I'm able to actually look at my clients and not just give them a strategy because I notice a lot of people come to me. They have been in a mastermind in the past. They worked with a coach in the past and they're still not seeing results or they're not where they want to be. And they keep getting new solutions. People keep telling them just post more content or why don't you launch a like a low ticket offer on this or why don't you do this or just show up more, do more lead, DM lead engagement. They're just getting a bunch of solutions. Whilst what I do is I really go in and I look at, okay, why isn't it working right now when I address the root cause of the problem? Um, Because I don't believe in just 
teaching what has worked for me. I believe in looking at your businesses with like its unique challenges and finding a bespoke solution to that. And I think that is why my clients see success and kind of how that's what really is the foundation of my work. So I would say that in combination with, you know, really incredible content really is what you get when you work with me. I feel like that was a very not good summary maybe, but it was all over the place. It was not my elevator pitch. This was just (laughs) me talking. This is just conversation. Yeah. (laughs) What do you find is like the biggest, let's say kind of not downfall, but struggle when it comes to positioning and really converting through your content? What do you see people going through the most when they, before they work with you? I would say that when it comes to like positioning, I think people have this idea that positioning equals niching down. And it really isn't like positioning is I usually talk about it as like, I have like this kind of three step like formula to positioning or something. But it's I usually start with looking at the niche. Obviously, that is important. Like what is their niche? And how can we have like make sure that we're putting you in a niche that is profitable, that makes sense, that is bringing your expertise to the forefront. The second part that is very important is the identity of your brand. How do people perceive your brand? And that is such a big part of like your marketing strategy that a lot of people miss. And the third one is having that very clear, unique selling point. So that's usually what I work on when it comes to positioning. And I think a lot of people think that positioning is just about being like, I'm a social media manager for wellness coaches. That is not a positioning. Mm -hmm. Like what we need to find is your positioning within that niche. And that is really what becomes that moneymaker like foundation for you. So that's like one of the big things. And then what do you ask? You asked about content, right? The content. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What makes good content? Yes. (laughs) And when it comes to the high converting content, I think the thing is that one of the best tips I can give when it comes to content, if I'm going to like spill some like good secrets here is I have this thing that I teach my clients that's called like the binge worthy effect. Mm -hmm. And it's about, I think bro marketing teaches content from a point of view where it's about oh, let's speak to the pain points and just like push on the pain points. Everything's so pain point oriented. Mm. And whilst yes, like if you work with Beck, if you work with me, anyone will talk about how to talk about pain points from a very strategic point of view and all of that. And it's, you know, that's important. But if all of your content is making someone feel bad, they're not going to want to be in your world. The reason why people are binging my content and they're like obsessed by my energy, they write in my intake forms, like, I love your vibe. I just want to be in your world. I want to be in your space. And they keep coming back. They tell me that they wake up in the morning. They don't just wait for my Instagram to show up. They actually type it in and go and watch it. It's because it's making them feel good. So I'm talking Mm -hmm. about pain points, but I'm leading with pleasure and desire And I'm making sure that when you're watching and consuming my content, it's making you feel good. And it's making you feel like for a moment, you feel like that millionaire that you want to be, where you feel like these things are possible for me. And I think adding that kind of binge worthy effect to your content is really a game changer in terms of just like your people are going to want to consume your content and they're going to want to work with you from an empowered place uh, rather than working with you from this like lack negative energy. And I think that's something that anyone can infuse into the content starting already today of like, look at your content and ask yourself, am I making these people feel good or I'm making them feel bad about themselves? Mm -hmm. And you should Mm -hmm. not make them feel bad about themselves. Talk about their pain points (laughs) in a way that makes them feel excited and good. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. And you do that so well in the way that you show up and the way that you talk and the way that you really become the authority online. And that's why, you know, lots of people want to work with you. And that's why you do stand as that millionaire 
identity because of that. And I think that's such a beautiful reminder or first lesson for those of you who have had the biggest aha moment ever, you know, from hearing that and not stepping into the pain points. Where can people find you? What's going on in your world at the moment? Let them know. Yeah, well, since I am uh, so like anonymous, <laughs> I don't have any web pages or anything, where I do actually have a website, which is quite funny. So you should go and visit yes. it. It's jenniferolson.com. Go visit that. But if you want to actually connect with me and like see what I'm doing, then you can visit my Instagram handle, which I'm sure Beck will like write somewhere. It's all in there. But it's yeah. uh, jenniferolson.co. Yeah, we will put everything in the show notes. Head over, be in her world. She is absolutely freaking amazing. Thank you so much for letting me grill you about our time together. I am unbelievably proud of you. I know that this is literally the first step into many iterations and steps that we're going to go through together in Voxer and on session. But I'm very, very excited for your future. And yeah, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Your love and support means the absolute world to me with this podcast. So if you have enjoyed the episode today, please make sure that you are sharing or reviewing or even rating the podcast because it allows me to get into more ear rolls. Now, if we're not connected on Instagram, head over and add me at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. Come and say hello. I'd love to see you there and I will see you on the next episode.